Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean, joined by Jamie for this special Shooting the Breeze episode. And it's a Shooting the Breeze episode because when we do these episodes, it normally means we've got something to complain about, something to rant about, and it's normally the best forum to do it upon when specifically people listen to us for our takes on fights, previews and reactions, and obviously our series-based content. We put this in a few months back because we wanted to really start bringing a different element of what we do but in a different forum so that we wasn't all trying to cram it into one episode and you know people listen to us and go oh god they're a pair of moaning gets these guys why, why would we want to listen to this we specifically created this for this this is what it's called shooting the breeze it's just basically saying what you feel about it and, and not really holding back about certain situations. And the reason we've done this one, of course, as you've probably seen in the title, is because of the fact that Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk has been postponed and is now rescheduled for May the 18th. And the reason we chose to do it now, rather than straight after the fact that the fight was postponed, was because I said to you, Jamie, let's give you a couple of days and let's just see what entails in the next couple of days because i reckon something will change and lo and behold we have got the fight announcement for may the 18th but there's been so many different things thrown around social media in the last 72 hours about this it's, it's absolutely unbelievable the amount of conspiracy theories that people come up with in a short space of time about how these incidents have happened so if anybody hasn't seen what's happened you've probably been living under a rock but for the context of those that haven't or don't understand why it's been cancelled and the context behind it, Tyson Fury's been inspiring ahead of the fight with Usyk and it's two two weeks away. He's been involved in sparring. He's had a 
Uh, a little bit of rough and tumble with a, a fighter in the ring with him. And seemingly this guy's caught him with what looked like a little bit of a sort of left hook slash uppercut slash elbow. And it landed on Tyson Fury's head guard on his eye. And as a result, it's opened an old bit of scar tissue uh, from that fight with Otto Volin a couple of years back. That horrendous cut he had. It's opened that particular one up again because the scar tissue is a bit rough around the area. And now he's got another nasty little cut that's now made the fight be postponed until May the 18th. So before I bring you in, Jamie, I'm just adding context now before we can start giving some points and, and rants about it. So for those that haven't been tuning into social media over the past few days, there's been wild conspiracies going around. Of course, the biggest one is Fury is a duck and that he just likes to duck Usyk and he doesn't want this fight. And the other conspiracy theories were, of course, that he weren't wearing any headgear. Well, that was quashed pretty quickly when a video surfaced of the infamous moment when this court had actually happened. So that's quashed that bit. He was wearing headgear. And then there was also other moments where people were confirming it was Jaya Pattaya, and it was the reason Jaya Pattaya got sent home from the Fury camp a couple of weeks ago. In fact, it isn't. It's a, uh, I think it's a Turkish fellow who's, um, who's been sparring with. I can't remember his name, and I probably can't pronounce it either. But he was the one that apparently caused this incident to happen, and as a result, the fight's been postponed. So, Jamie, first of all, disappointment is on the horizon. Massive disappointment for the pair of us because we were both very much looking forward to this fight happening in just a couple of weeks' time. We were going to get together in person. We are going to sit down and watch the fight together. We are going to muse about what was going on and seeing what was going to happen. And obviously, there were some interesting fights on the undercard. That's all now been changed as a result. What are your feelings on it all? Well, yeah, I'm very much like you. I'm gutted. You know, we were going to get together. We are going to have a very civilised affair, a few cups of tea. Yeah, the right conversation, you know what I mean, and uh, it's not happening, is it? My, um, I mentioned to you before, the the helium sort of been taken out of my balloon a little bit because I remember phoning you or messaging you and just yeah, the swear words were off the chart, weren't they? Um, I was so I was one of the conspiracy theorists. I was saying, oh, I bet it's not even a cut. I bet he's, you know, I bet he's just fucking working towards just just dodging him, getting out of there i have actually been vocal i've been on other podcasts um and i've vocalized quite openly um my beliefs that tyson fury would never fight Usyk. full stop so i was very surprised when the fight was even announced um but i was saying i didn't really expect the fight to go ahead i was expecting a pullout and um, so again you can imagine my surprise when they have rescheduled it and that put me back in my box um but in terms of the sparring footage, you could turn around and say that Tyson Fury is one of the aliens from Roswell because whenever you whenever you see UFO footage, it looks like it's been been filmed using a potato, and that sparring footage is the same, isn't it? So, was that the real footage, or you know, was that just some sort of uh, I don't know, some sort of distraction? For what reason, I don't know. Um, and you forgot the other conspiracy theory. There's a lot of people saying that. Tyson Fury learned blading in the WWE, which is a method they use to um, to cause cuts on themselves to make it look more realistic. I've even heard that theory being thrown around. Aegis Klimas, the uh, manager of, not manager actually, promoter of uh, Alexander Usyk, he's even turned around and 
He's uh, brought Paris Fury into it, calling her a bitch and saying she was the one that's caused the problem with a frying pan. So I don't know. It depends who you want to believe. I'm not as vocal on it as I was because obviously we've got the we've got the amended date. But I am pretty pissed off and upset because I was looking forward to getting together and as a lot of people would have been, this was an historic moment. You know, I, I don't actually, although I used to watch boxing with me old man when I was younger, I don't, I was never permitted to watch uh, Lennox Lewis because it was on too late when I was a kid and I was nine years old when that fight happened with uh, Amanda Holyfield. This was a bit of history and I'm still sceptical that the fight goes ahead in May, to be honest with you, because I didn't think this one would. So are, are we going to get it? You know what I mean? I, I remain pissed off. I think a lot of us feel the same. And, and yes, I think when I first heard the news about the fight being called off, my first instance was, he's not ready for it. He's not ready for it. It's been called off because the the showing against Nganu, he's shown that he's he wasn't taking it seriously. Maybe he needs more time. So that was my first instance before I heard the news about the court. Then I heard the news about the court. Then I was thinking, okay, so... Was he sparring with headgear on? Then that was quelled by a video saying that he did have headgear on. Okay, okay, so that's fine. So he, he's an accident. He's what happens sometimes in sparring. The conversation then turned to, well, why was he sparring this close? And many professionals that are in this sport have, have quite openly come out and said it's normal. It is normal for the, this close to a fight of this magnitude to be keeping as sharp as possible, ready for the big fight in a couple of weeks' time. So it's not uncommon for him to be sparring. So if anybody says, well, why the bloody hell is he sparring? The only time he ain't going to be sparring, really, is probably fight week because it's all the media commitments. That's that's the only time, really, you wouldn't expect a fighter to be sparring. But he's trying to keep himself as sharp as possible on a rotating system of having different fighters coming in for so many rounds and, and keeping him active. And the photos that have been put out there, there's a photo of him on social media and his boxes, and he looks quite, quite trim for Tyson Fury. Other people are saying it's a photo from about five years ago of him when he was in shape for another fight. And I was like, I think people may be clutching a little bit. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make here is like yourself, Jamie, he was quite up in arms about it. But then when all the facts have now come to the table, the fight's now been rescheduled. There's not really a lot more we can kind of rant about, so to speak, in the sense of, of what Fury's done in terms of conducting himself. Because let's be honest, for the first time in a long time, He's actually conducted himself in a quite normal manner, like apologising for the fact that it's not happening. He's explained what's happened. You know, he's not really shied away from anything, so to speak. He's not been overly vocal with it all, but he's certainly, what he's certainly done is he's certainly explained that this is what happens as part of the sport. And, and, and a lot of people are saying that. But what's quite funny and quite ironic, and I don't know if many of you guys will remember this, but when he was due to fight David Hay in 2013, David Hay sustained a cut over his eye in a very similar place to where Tyson Fury did. And David Hay actually pulled out an old tweet of Tyson Fury's on social media, which come up and the abuse that he was giving David Hay for that cut happening and the stuff that he was saying to him, ironically, is the sort of stuff that everybody's been saying about Tyson Fury all these years later, which I found quite quite ironic indeed with the fact that it's now happened to him. And it's like karma's has kind of come round and that's what David Hay's saying. It's like the shit I got off him. You know, I'm glad he's getting the shit because I got absolute shit for a cut that I couldn't help and it was one of the moments in the sport. Now, let's be honest, Jamie, it happens. It does happen. We can't we can't say this doesn't happen because how many times have we seen fights get postponed and cancelled because of things like this happening? It, it's, it's natural. 
he had headgear on, and if the elbow, supposedly the elbow, was was an elbow, and it's caught him on that area where he's got scar tissue, where he's going to be susceptible, where the layers of skin are not going to be as thick as they once was, then he is going to be always susceptible on that eye, above that eye, because of the fact that he had a really, really bad cut against Otto Wallin a few years back. So that is a bit of a problem. And leading that into going forward into the fight, naturally now, naturally, if you're Usyk, you're absolutely licking your lips at the prospect of this, because not only now have you got more time to prepare yourself for this fight and be ready, 100% ready for this fight, not like he probably wasn't anyway, but even be more on top of everything you need to be on top of. But now there's an area of the body that he can target that is a weakness for Tyson Fury. Because that's what I'd be thinking. If I was the one facing Tyson Fury now, I'd be like, right, so that eye's gone again. He's now going to have to have it stitched up, which he has. It's going to have to heal, which it will. But that's going to be susceptible now. You'd be wanting to fire shots on that eye all that bloody long because you'd be wanting to inflict the damage. You'd be wanting to inflict the damage, cause the problems for him, have the blood streaming into his eye, make it a difficult fight for him. It's part of the sport. Certainly, that's what you'd want to do. Whether it's sportsmanlike is, a, is another question, of course. But if you see a weakness in an opponent in, in, in the ring, in the middle of the ring at that moment, you see a weakness, you're going to go for it, are you? It's as simple as that. So surely that's giving Usyk now, Jamie, more of an advantage going into this fight. Yeah, I would say so, particularly with Usyk's sharpness and the way that he, he can get behind the sort of guard and he can get behind anything, any form of defence, really. He's done it against Anthony Joshua. Although they're two different beasts entirely, the way that Tyson Fury moves and the way he defends himself is different from Joshua. But the one thing that uh, Usyk can do is get in and out. And that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, he, he beats he beats Tyson Fury anyway. Um just his speed of foot, his fleetness of foot. He's, he can put together combinations well. Um, and the fact that he's got a big red target above the eye. Uh, thank you very much, Otto Barlin, you know. Thank you very much, um, sparring partner. The uh, unnamed sparring partner that you mentioned before. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name either, but I believe he was Croatian, not Turkish. Um, so, yeah, thank you to him. But um, regardless... Regardless of, of this little mishap, or well, quite large mishap, I always had Usyk down as winning the fight anyway. Um, I'm I'm the opposite to you, actually. I, I think this could be a bit of a bit of a problem for Usyk, really, because there are sort of situations in which you can overtrain, but um, and there are talks of him maybe getting a fight on the 17th of February card. Are we going to see Usyk um, potentially get a cut? You know, would you, um, I'm going to ask you a question now, Sean, would you, as the management of Usyk, would you advise him to take a fight on the 17th to stay sharp? Or would you advise him just to rest for a couple of weeks and then get back into, yeah, back into training? I think before the re-announcement of the fight taking place on May the 18th, you're right, there was talk of him fighting Filip Hergovic on the 17th to basically save the show and keep himself ready for the Tyson Fury bout. I reckon that comment and that statement and that speculation was probably based around the fact that at that point they didn't know how long Fury was going to be out for because the speculation was we could be even going all the way up to October, which when I heard that I was like, wow, really? You know, this is just this is just not what we want. 
But now the fact they have announced it for May the 18th means to me that I can't see why you would take a fight now because it'd be too risky. It'd be too risky at this moment in time for for Usyk to take that fight with Hergovic. It's not just like he's fighting a top 50 ranked contender or even a top 30. It's Philippe Hergovic, the mandatory IBF challenger. He will cause problems for Usyk. I could see Usyk beating him, but he will cause problems for him. It's a difficult fight. It's not an easy one. Why would you risk it? Why would you take it? That being said, why did Fury need to take the Ngannou fight? He didn't because he got paid a load of money. So it really depends on the management team and the promotional team of Alexander Usyk as to whether that fight will actually take place on the 17th against Philippe Hergovic or whether they'll bypass that completely now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And what they'll do instead is they'll wait for the May 18th date. And he'll take a couple of weeks off from camp and then go back into camp so that he doesn't overtrain and there isn't the risk of that. The other thing that I've seen as well is that Saudi Arabian Turkey Al Sheikh has now said that if any one of these fighters pull out of this fight again, uh, and it's apparently it's, it's some sort of contractual obligation now, apparently both fighters have agreed to it, if any one of them pull out, so if Fury pulls out in the rescheduled day or Usyk pulls out of the rescheduled day, they've got to pay either one 10 million quid, basically. So if Fury was to pull out of this fight, like you were saying, I don't think it's going to happen, or I'm still sceptical it will happen, he's then got to pay Usyk 10 million quid, and Usyk's got to do the same thing. I mean, this guy, Turkey LL Sheikh, he's just literally, he's just running the show. He's, he's, this, he's like, I'm not going to say he's the Saudi Arabian Don King, but, you know, when it comes down to bloody cash and the way he's sort of throwing these stipulations and the way he's pretty much ruling the sport and telling people what they can and can't do or what they're going to do, it pretty much feels like this guy is is ruling the sport at the moment, and they've got the date, the money's on the table. They don't want to lose our money, so he's putting it in place where they say, "Look, if you if one of you guys pull out again, cut can't be helped. But if one of you guys pull out for any other reason than a legit injury, you're gonna to have to pay the other fella ten million quid. Surely that's motivation enough, you know, to make sure that both of you are going to be in shape, that both of them are going to be ready for the fight." And that there's definitely going to be no postponements a second time around. Yeah, I would. Um, 
be in agreement with there, Sean, because I, the, I mean, Tyson Fury's not going to want to. He's not going to want to give any ground, is he? Um, I think his pride would maybe step in at that point. Because they're all fighting men, aren't they? You know what I mean? None of a fighting man. None of a fighting man give away 10 million quid to some little middleweight, can you? Um, yeah, he's, he's wielding the power, Sir Carlo Sheik. And, and whilst, you know, it can be seen as a negative that fights are over there in Saudi Arabia, at least the fights are getting done. Um, this is the only fight I'm really interested in, a heavyweight now, uh, before the inevitable vacuum, because I believe either man will retire after this fight. So, you know, let's get it done, and whatever stipulations need to be in place to make sure it happens, praise be Al Sheikh. I'm not going to turn around and, and kiss his feet and call him his excellency like so many are doing, but then again, he's not putting the money in my pocket, is he? Um, I'm just glad that someone's coming in and uh, sitting everyone down and saying, look, cut the bullshit. It's just nice to see, really. Um, but again, like... It's quite funny because we're doing this episode to have a moan, um, and this is probably one of the few occasions in boxing where you can really sit down with me and, and Jamie's telling the world that he hasn't really got anything to moan about. You know, the fact that there's been a reschedule, the fact that the Saudis are involved, is taking the wind out of my sails a little bit. Well, it's a first, isn't it, Jamie, that we are not able to really fully run in the way that we normally would for for these episodes but i think the whole point of putting it out there was that i didn't want to convolute the the episode and the announcement changes and the difficulties that they've faced in getting things changed and then of course the fact that we you know had all these conspiracy theories to address and we've, we've sort of had that conversation about fury Usyk. now we've kind of come to the end of that and there's not really much more we can say other than that as fans we're just we're annoyed that we're not getting the fight in two weeks time we're gutted about it um we were always going to use the big fight preview episode for Fury Usyk to make some announcements about the network as a whole, but we will come back to that in a week's time or so when we pick another date for everybody to get together and we will announce to you guys listening what changes are going to be made to the podcast this year. Of course, we're into a new year now and, and things are starting to change. Things are starting to develop. We've got plans, obviously, for the shows this year and changes. Little, little slight tweaks here and there. And then for those that are listening that are on Patreon, that subscribe to us, there's going to be some changes for you guys as well, which are all going to be beneficial for everybody in the long run. But it's it's about doing it in a formal way. So we're going to use a forum in a couple of weeks' time to be able to do that. But it would have been really good for the big fight preview for Fiora Usyk because it would have been a, an absolutely perfect moment to be able to make those those changes and transitions that, that are being planned in the background. But we will come back to you guys on that. So please do bear with us over the next week or two. We will sort of announce when we're going to do something formally. We may even just do a one-off little short podcast to do all that i've i'll decide as time goes on what the best forum is to do it upon but guys please there is going to be some great changes coming and i think you'll be excited about it i think it'll be beneficial to this podcast moving forward if you've not seen the recent results of the sports podcast group awards you'll see if you haven't seen them that is you'll see that we didn't win uh we had two shows up there as i mentioned on previous episodes dark side of boxing and btr boxing podcast network and as expected, really, the big major finance shows won. You had George Groves up there. You had the Boxing News show. You had the Talk Sports show up there. And I totally understand why they were 
they were voted for because they've got a lot of mainstream casual boxing fans that will listen to them because they see them as the people to go to to listen to for this sport whereas you know myself and, and you Jamie and even Johnston have all been on different journeys that are not in mainstream and don't do this and get paid for a living for this and we all have our own jobs it's been great to actually be in and amongst all those individuals and those shows and it's really humbling to see that we're, we're up there with quite a few of the big ones and that's just a testament to where the show has got to at this stage but the changes moving forward will hopefully take us to that next stage where we actually do start to pip some of these mainstream podcasts to the post and we start actually winning awards but even just to be there is an amazing feat in itself so i do want to say thank you to every single person that did go out there and vote for us I'll always tell you to go out and do it, regardless of the fact that maybe it's going to be a difficult win for us. It's just the support. It's the nature of having the support, supporting independent podcasting and people that actually have a real passion for this sport and that are not just looking for clickbait moments in the sport. We're actually care about it. We're concerned about it. We want to see it move forward. We've got an absolute love and appreciation for the history of it. So it is really important that when you do see stuff go out on social media, that you absolutely make sure you share it. Whichever platform it's on, you share it, you repost it, you add it on your story, whatever you're on, please make sure you do it because it is really, really important to keep pushing us out there as we head into another, what for us is going to be another fantastic year. And, and with the changes that are imminent, it should hopefully be an even greater year. So with that in mind, guys, please do make sure you are sharing all the stuff on social media and you're liking and you're telling your friends about the show and you're pointing them in a direction of all the series-based content that we've got. Legendary Nights, of course, is coming to an end very shortly. We've got about three more episodes left to put out there and a wrap-up season as well, a wrap-up for the season and then, of course, wrap-up for the after show with Lukey. So, you know, there's some changes that are going to be coming in line with that happening and then transitioning into the next show for this year but i will tell you all more about that in the next coming weeks jamie i'm going to hand it over to you just really for some final thoughts on the bulk of this episode fury versus Usyk. we haven't really had a lot of cause to go on any major 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 clickbait type rants that can be put on social media and grab the attention very much an ifl style of putting clickbait stuff out there what about Fury Usyk now? What are your what are your final thoughts on what you've seen and heard over the past few days? Well, it's it's one of the um, one of the situations where, as I say, I can't really slag off Tyson Fury, and maybe that's because he's being kept in line with you know by the people behind the scenes. Um, and I, I mentioned you know it's really taking the wind out of my sails. I, I feel a little bit. You know, we're doing a shoot in the breeze episode, and I can't rant and rave, can't scream and shout, can't slag off. You know, I slagged off Conor Bell in our previous episode for BTR, so I suppose I got that out of my system, talking about the Eggman of Essex. Um, but my opinion, really, uh, with the cut, you know, including what's happened with the cut, my opinion doesn't change. I've always believed that Usyk has uh, Tyson Fury's number, and I actually believe that deep down Tyson Fury and the Fury clan believe that Usyk has uh, Tyson Fury's number. That's why there's been so much... Uh, gamesmanship, so much clownery, if that's even a word, um, and so much moving of the goalposts, you know what I mean? And and the reason why not just myself, but so many other people, you know, bring these conspiracy theories to the fore is basically, let's be honest, because of Tyson Fury's dishonest approach to to doing business in the past. 
You know, I mean, uh, there's only so many times a boy can cry wolf before you sort of start disbelieving him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to slag him off on this occasion. We'll see what happens in May. Uh, but when May comes, if he's not kicking and screaming, getting into the ring, which I believe deep down that's what he, he wants to do, he's going to cry his eyes out until Daddy John Fury says that he doesn't have to fight. Uh, Usyk's going to go in there and give him a boxing lesson. And uh, all hail to Usyk, the Cossack warrior. You know, the man who wears an earring and makes it manly. Lord bless him. That's a good way to end the show. That's a pretty good way to wrap up this particular episode of Shooting the Breeze. As we talked about Fury and Usyk being cancelled, postponed, rescheduled, conspiracy theories. Of course, what we think about it at this moment in time. Not a lot of meat on the bone to really go into any tirade of stuff. But of course, Jamie's ended it with something quite interesting and funny there. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this short little segment of Shooting the Breeze. We will be back in the future, of course, with more Shooting the Breeze episodes. And that will form part of the announcement in a week or so's time. But for this episode, it is Good Night Vienna. Thank you, as always, for listening to us on the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.